Behold, my eye has seen all of this. My ear has heard and understood it. What you know, I also know. I am not inferior to you. But I would speak to the Almighty, and I desire to argue with God. But you, you smear with lies. You are all worthless physicians. Oh, that you would be completely silent, and that it would become your wisdom. Please hear my argument, and listen to the contentions of my lips. Will you speak what is unjust for God, and speak what is deceitful for Him? Will you show partiality for Him? Will you contend for God? Will it be well with when He examines you, or will you deceive Him as one that deceives a man? He will surely reprove you if you secretly show partiality. Will not His Majesty terrify you when the dread of Him fall on you? Your memorial, memorable stay, sayings are proverbs of ashes. Your defenses are defenses of clay. Wow. He says, I know everything you said. I'm not inferior to you. I understand all that. They didn't help him any. They told him. You know, they just kept saying two plus two is four. He found that. He learned that a long time ago. He knows the righteous prosper and the wicked are punished. Doesn't work, but he knows it. He can say it just as well as they can. It's what he always grew up believing. You know, so, you know, I know what you know. You haven't told me anything. He doesn't even really want to talk to the friends. Who does he want to talk to? to argue yeah. with God. Yeah, that's who I want to speak to. That's, that's who his problem is with. You know, talking to the friends is really not getting him anywhere. You know, he wants to talk to the Lord. And I love verse 4. But you smear with lies. You are all worthless physicians. You know, you guys think you're going to heal me. You're useless. You're a bunch of quacks. You know, going through all this, you know putting salve and a band-aid on a wound that's full of infection and, you know, like prescribing aspirin for cancer or something. You know, you guys aren't doing any good. You're not helping any. You know, they said, so what would show that they were wise? They'd shut up. Yeah, they said, oh, that you would be completely silent and that it would become your wisdom. Be the wisest thing you guys have ever done. Just be quiet. You know, that's kind of what Proverbs says a couple times, you know, better to um, be, remain silent and be thought a few fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. That's our proverb, but that's kind of uh, Proverbs 17, 28 and some others. Basically says if you don't speak, they don't know how dumb you are. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, probably too late for that with the friends, but at least uh, be the wisest thing they've done if they'd just be quiet. But he makes another attack on these friends that I think is really interesting. He says in verse 7, Will you speak what is unjust for God and speak what is deceitful for him? Will you show partiality for him? Will you contend with God? Or for, 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 contend for God, rather. Uh, he says that they are lying to try to clear God. And, and prove him right. You know, and, and that they shouldn't do that. That it's not right for them to twist the facts just so that God gets off looking good. Now, here's another one of Job's contradictions. Is God a righteous God or not? Well, Job thinks God's acting unrighteously and they should not try to cover that up but he thinks that them doing that, God will surely reprove you if you secretly show partiality. 
he appeals to the justice of God that God would not want somebody defending him with lies even though God is unjust and unfair. <laughs> so in one way, he believes God really is just and he'd be upset with them while all the while he's claiming God isn't just and fair. You know, he's all over the board on this. So it's like the crooked cop saying to his partner, don't lie for me because that's wrong? Is what he's saying that God is saying? No, he's saying you guys had better not lie to cover for God or God will punish you. God, God's, in a sense, God would not want somebody lying to cover up his mistakes because God's a righteous God. Could it just be that they think that God has mistakes and Job doesn't think that? Well, Job is the one who thinks that. They don't. Job thinks God has really blown it with his, uh, you know, how he's treated Job. And the friends keep trying to say, no, he hasn't. You just need to repent. You just did something really terrible. That's why God's doing this. He says, you're lying to try to prove God right. Because I didn't do anything. But you're afraid and you want to get in on God's good side. So you're just saying all these things, you know, to make God look good. Uh, you know, it's like trying to, if somebody's really in an important position, you want to, you know, have them favor you. Well, you say things that you know are untrue just to try to make them look better so they'll like you better. That's what he's really saying the friends were doing. And he's saying God is so impartial, he would rebuke you for misrepresenting the facts even to defend him. He would, would God... Now, what Job is saying in one sense is true. Would God want us to resort to lies to defend him? No. Not at all. Now, obviously, Job thinking that God made a mistake is not correct. But he is right. We should never pervert the truth to try to defend God. And I think that has some pretty important applications for us. I mean, there are times when we may be tempted to pervert Scripture to defend the truth. We don't really know how to defend the point, but we know how to twist a passage out of context to make it look like, you know, that it's defending that. Uh, would that be right? We know it's true, we just don't know how to prove it, but this will make it look like it, and we can convince people. We do that. You know, that's a temptation. You know, uh, we shouldn't speak deceitfully for the truth. You know, sometimes people will do this and like, you know, there's some kind of a difficulty in the Bible. And rather than just say, you know, I don't want to know how to answer this. This is a difficulty. We'll contrive some ridiculous answer just to try to make sure nobody thinks there could be a problem with what the Bible says. Well, that's not honest. Be honest. Just say, this looks like a contradiction. I don't know how to explain it. Now, I don't believe there really are contradictions, but I don't know how to explain all the ones that look like it. Doesn't overthrow my faith. I think there's plenty of reason to believe, but there is no reason to try to defend God with dishonesty. Be honest. If there's a problem, admit it. They saw the problem, they wouldn't admit it. The friends, they just resorted to, you know, blistering attacks on Job just so God wouldn't look like he'd made a mistake. God doesn't really need us to tell any lies to cover for him. He's well able to defend himself. I think 
that's really kind of insightful, what Job was saying. Thoughts? Well, he makes you think a little bit. He says in verse 10, he will surely reprove you if you secretly show partiality. Will not his majesty terrify you and the dread of him fall on you? And if they had a little bit more fear of the Lord, perhaps they wouldn't offer so much counsel. You know, they are too quick to think they know all the answers when they ought to really let God's majesty sober them up. He says, your memorable sayings are proverbs of ashes, your defenses are defenses of clay. <laughs> you know, what you're saying just crumbles. You haven't helped anything. All right, comments or questions through verse 12. They all seem to let each other talk. Well, you kind of wonder because he does say, you know, hear my argument, listen to my contentions, and, and in verse 13, be silent before me so that I may speak, you know, just, he's trying to, it's almost like he's trying to head them off from... He may be doing that, from, yeah. You know, oh, be, they're, all, they're all going... Uh, stay quiet, uh, I got more to say. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, because you can imagine things are getting a little emotional for these guys as they start trading... Uh, more and more spiked barbs, you know. And as Job says these things that the friends just go crazy over, you know, you can't say that about God, you can't know that's not true. They just, they just go into panic mode whenever Job starts, you know, criticizing the Lord. Instead of showing where Job was wrong, they just start bashing him. All right, anything else to verse 12? All right, 13, oh, let's do 13 and 19. Be silent before me so that I may speak. Then let come on me what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hands? Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Nevertheless, I will argue my ways before him. This also will be my salvation, for a godless man may not come before his presence. Listen carefully to my speech and let my declaration fill your ears. Behold now, I have prepared my case. I know that I will be vindicated. Who will contend with me? For then I would be silent and die. All right. I think he wants God to listen to him. He wants to challenge God. And he wants to be able to speak. And then whatever happens, happens. I mean, there's obviously great risks to challenging God. But Job wants his day in court with the Lord. You know, he thinks that he'd be taking his life in his hands. But even fearing death, he's willing to declare himself innocent before God. You know, I think he'd rather die proclaiming his innocence than live under this verdict of guilty that he's living under by virtue of the fact that he's suffering like he is. So he says, you know, even if he slays me, I'm going to, I'm going to defend my cause. Verse 15 is... Uh, very difficult passage to translate, so it depends on what translation you've got, what conclusion you come to. But, but at any rate, he thinks there's great risk in making this defense, but he is not going to take this inaccurate judgment of him sitting down. 
He's going to defend himself. He's crying out to the Lord to face him and tell him what he's done. And in one sense, verse 16, this is his salvation. A godless man wouldn't do that. If Job were a hypocrite, he wouldn't want to meet God. If he knew he was guilty deep down, the last thing you want is God to come close to you and and deal with you. So it really proves that Job is sincere that he does want to meet God. That he really wants the chance to have his day in court with God. And so he really, you know, believes that he will be vindicated. You know, he, 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 Job believes he's got the case. And he really wants to clear his name and prove himself right and not die guilty oh, under the verdict of being guilty. Comments and questions to this point? Does Job, haven't we said earlier, Job thinks when he dies he's done? I think so, and we're going to see that again in chapter 14. So from that aspect, challenging God is not quite as great of a risk? (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, maybe in some ways, but from Job's standpoint, you know, what if God were to kill him? Then that means he has no chance to be vindicated. But then he's done suffering. Yeah, but the, the suffering's not the issue. The suffering is an issue because it proves God is condemning him and thinks he's a sinner and is trying to punish him. Job is not complaining about the suffering in itself. Job is complaining that the suffering means God thinks he's guilty and he's really not. I think Job could handle the suffering. What Job can't handle is the feeling that God hates him since he is suffering. That really bugs Job. And he wants the chance to prove before God he's right. Why is God against him? Why does God keep beating him down? If you really thought God was against you even though you've done everything that you thought was right, wouldn't that really bother you? Was Job incredibly surprised when he died and found out that that wasn't all that there was? I have no idea. He is going to, later on, also toy with the idea he wishes there'd be a resurrection. Job has a lot of things he says that he's longing for that Jesus answers. But, but, I'm not sure Job knows what all he's saying. Well, you start talking this much, you're going to contradict yourself and say all kinds of stuff you don't believe. And he's under a lot of pressure and he's in the argument. So don't expect Job to be consistent. Other thoughts? I just thought it was interesting in verse 17. Let my declaration fill your ears. (laughs) Going back to the whole... Does not the ear taste the words as the palate tastes its food? Yeah, that is interesting. He thinks it's okay for them to hear him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fill up your plate now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a 20 to 28. Only two things do not do to me, then I will not hide from your face. Remove your hand from me, 
and let not the dread of you terrify me. Then call, and I will answer, or let me speak, then reply to me. How many are my iniquities and sins? Make known to me my rebellion and my sin. Why do you hide your face and consider me your enemy? Will you cause a driven leaf to tremble, or will you pursue the dry chaff? For you write bitter things against me, and make me to inherit the iniquities of my youth. You put my feet in the stocks and watch all my paths. You set a limit for the soles of my feet, while I am decaying like a rotten thing, like a garment that is moth-eaten. He says, only two things do not do to me, then I will not hide from your face. Who's he speaking to there? God. What does he want God to do? He doesn't want God to remove his hand, I think. Definitely. Or, he, or does he? Or <laughs> That's what I was looking at. Because really there's this, this whole <laughs> negative double, yeah. negative, triple, maybe. I think he wants the hand removed. This is two things do not do. So do yeah, not but that's just English being difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it's not well translated. Don't worry. Do you have another? Anybody have a different translation? They're all New American Standard people, aren't we? What's Ryan have? I will tell you. Because Ryan can't tell us himself. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, what do you have in uh, 20, 13, 20, and 21? Only grant me two things, then I will not hide myself from your face. Withdraw your hand from me, and let not dread of you terrify me. Yeah. There you go. That's much better. Is that the biblical version? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's saying he wants God to let off so he can actually make a defense. You know, he wants some pretrial conditions. And, you know, he doesn't want God torturing him and tormenting him in the middle of the trial. And he, he wants some guarantees that there's not going to be any recriminations afterwards, so he's not terrified by meeting God. You know, that's what he'd like. Beyond that, you know, he's, he's fine that you call and I'll answer or let me speak and then you answer me. You know, a discussion of the format for the legal proceedings is not, is not a problem. We, we don't, yeah, he'll take it either way, you know. Um, any way God wants to do it. If God wants to do the, you know, be the prosecutor or the defender, either way, he's fine with that. Just give him his day in court with God with a guarantee that God will let off while he's in there and won't punish him for what he says while he's there. That's basically what he's asking for from God. And uh, what does he want God to tell him? Known to me my rebellion and my sins. What have I done? Show me what I did. That's what he wants God to tell him. Why do you hide your face and consider me your enemy? That's his problem. He is so obsessed with why is God against him? Why is God treating him as an enemy? Why does God hide his face from him? That is, he doesn't show favor to him. That's what he really wants to know from God. What have I done? Why are you doing this to me? And that's what bothers him. And, and it doesn't make sense. Verse 25, what is Job? Yeah. There's a dizzying lack of proportion here. Job's just like a driven leaf or like a piece of straw that God is, you know, huffing and puffing trying to blow away. You know, it just, you know. 
see this big firestorm chasing after this little fleck of yeah. meat that's yeah. going ahead of the wind. Yeah, it's like, I'm nothing. Why do you have to do this to me? You know, what did I do? I mean, you know, he doesn't have the power to wreck the whole cosmos. He's just a little, he's a driven leaf. He's some dry chaff. He thinks God's doing what in verse 26? Punishing him for what? Yeah, maybe going back and remembering some stupid thing he did with a little kid. You know, is that what you're doing? You're trying to, you remembering all that stuff against me? You know, uh, there must be some deep, dark boyhood secret of his God's punishing him for. Um, you know, God just puts him like a prisoner under surveillance. It's just terrible for Job thinking that God is so much against him and there's no way that he can even make a defense before God and he has no idea what he did or why God feels that way toward him. Comments and questions? So the, the two things back in verse 20, 2021, it's don't torment me and don't terrify me. Yes, I interpret the the, the don't uh, uh, you know with, remove your hand is let off on what I'm suffering right now. I'm, I'm pushing down on you, so right. let off so I can breathe, and then yes, and not the dread if you terrify me. You know, guarantee me that there's not going to be some terrible repercussions to this uh, discussion. Don't deliberately. Puff yourself up like a cat and scare me. Well, you see, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, it could be, you know, it's like going in, be, what if you go in before the big boss and he says, well, you have any complaints about your job? No, 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 you know, it, it, it's kind of like, except, you know, big boss is still just a person. But, what, but coming in before God, it's like terrifying. I mean, think about the terrible things God could do to him if he got God upset with him or whatever. Duh. <laughs> it always get worse. Interesting yeah. when he does get a chance and God says speak, he's like, I can't. Yeah, it's exactly what he said, isn't it? He's terrified. Yeah. Weren't you the one who said all I had to do was let you talk to me? <laughs> Job is... Um, Disrespectful toward God. Here? I think so. I think in a lot of this he is. A lot of the tone he's been using is, I think, too far. He's, he's being pretty derogatory in some ways toward God in some of this. Is it strange that this, for some reason, reminds me of Peter? Well... Maybe not, except remember, Peter was not nearly as provoked as Job was. I mean, but he, yeah, he, the impulsive statements. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that's the... Kind of self-contradictory statements. Yeah. Other thoughts? So he's really quit talking to the friends here. He shifts in the middle of this speech to mostly talking to God whereas he was earlier in the speech mostly talking to his friends. That's exactly right. It's a good observation. But he does about the middle of 13, pretty much from here on out, he's more like directing himself to God and just kind of ignoring the friends. Because God's who he really wants to meet. 
Well, the friends can't do anything. That's not who his contention is. Yes, that's exactly right. He's not so worried that the friends think he's done something wrong. What really bothers him is knowing how much God is trying to punish him. All right, how about chapter 14, verses 1 through 6? 